Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Enjoy today's message. Well, my name is Mike Hennigan. I'm uh, lead pastor here at Victory Christian Church, and I wanted to share a couple things with you before I introduce who's speaking for us today. Um, one thing I want to, to share with you is that the governor came out with some new mandates this Friday that talks about the size of groupings that can get together and all of that. And uh, our board was looking through those, and the uh, the restriction on how many people can get together doesn't apply to churches as long as we are continuing to do things like wear our mask and social distance and disinfect, which we're doing. The only thing that actually could impact us was the the mask mandate for those who are five years old and older, but we're actually having our children in our um, classroom wear masks in there, and so we're all good on those fronts, and so the impact for us is doesn't actually change our week to week. We continue to do what we're doing, and we want to honor you know what our governor is putting out there because that's who we are. And so um, I wanted to share something with you before, uh, real quick as well. That is that... Um, this morning, our prayer team was getting together, and you're welcome to join us. We, at 8 o'clock on Zoom, as well as in the schoolhouse, we pray for the service, and we pray for the church, and we pray for families. And when we were praying today, we had a word this morning that had to do with the holidays coming up. And uh, the picture we saw was a picture of, like, a string. You know those cinch sacks, how you pull the string and it pulls things together? And we just saw the Lord um, using the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas, as an opportunity to draw our families together, to bring them together. And so maybe there has been some challenges in your family, um, some misunderstandings, strife, things like that. I just encourage you to grab a hold of that word today and to say, you know what, God, I'm asking you to draw my family closer. He can use these natural holidays and times that we celebrate to draw us closer. And so I want to take a moment and pray for you that God will do that in your family. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you that you care about our relationships with one another and you care about our families. And I thank you, Lord, for your ability to, Lord, mend hearts and to draw people together. And so, Lord, I pray in a really sincere and powerful way that we'll see you doing that in our families, drawing them together. Let there be mutual respect and love. And, uh, Lord God, I just pray where things are broken that you will heal them. And I thank you that you're a God who restores and a God who draws us together. I pray your power at every family event, every family phone call, every family Zoom, every family whatever. I pray that you draw people together and bring healing and wholeness and togetherness in families. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, I'm really excited for you this morning because one of our senior leaders, Jeremy Parker, is going to share the word with you this morning. If you know Jeremy, you'll find that he can carry on a conversation with you about anything because he's an intellectually curious person. But the thing that you'll quickly find about Jeremy is that his heart is even bigger than his head. And uh, he'll always put you first. And so I'm excited about what he's got to share with you today. Will you welcome him as he comes today? All right. Well, here we go. So um, when Pastor Mike asked if I would preach, I was I just kind of sat down like this is not my first time preaching, but it may seem like it because I'm still it's still very new to me. Um, And I I promise you that every time I do this, I get more out of this than y'all will. 
But um, so that's a little selfish that I look forward to that. But it's I, I hope that you're able to get some of this as well. God showed me a lot when I was trying to research this and it was really exciting. But so the way that I have done this is I'll ask God, hey, what is it that you want me to to share? What is it that you want me to do? What what? Give me a topic and then I'll pray over that and kind of ask, you know, and I'll just, you know, kind of get words as I'm going. And the. uh this was a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, you know what I, what I really felt that I needed to talk about was the idea of fighting division. And I didn't realize that this would be done right after the election. And I thought, well, that sounds like something that will be a nice little fun thing to talk about that everyone's going to be excited about and just happy and whatever else. And, and I really I, I didn't want to stir up division by talking about it. That was really a concern I had. And this morning, it was really cool. God changed the name of this sermon to Seeking Unity. Because you're not going to fight division by fighting. It's not going to work that way. Um, which was a very dumb moment when I noticed that. And I was like, oh, well, that's good. <laughs> that works. Um, but in doing that, he also gave me um, four things that I want to talk about. But before we talk, I do want to, I just want to open this up in prayer and, uh, and ask God to, to, to be with us as I speak. God, I thank you for being with us and for wanting us to do to seek unity to seek unity through you and who you are i pray your blessings on us as we as we uh, gather together and online and other places and i just pray that this message will be a, a blessing to those who hear it in jesus name amen all right for those of you who haven't seen my mouth in a while this is what it looks like now this is where we're going um we're still still doing the mask thing but we're um i'm 10 feet away from everybody up here it should be good um, so there are four things. The first one that I, it, it was, I, I'll back up and try this again. Uh, when we're recording these, I get to do this a couple of times. And so if you ever see me do something, you'll see it like, you know, clip here and there. It's because I'm reworking in my head. My head moves faster than my mouth and I try to slow it all down and get it in sync for you. Um, so there are four things that I think that, that God put on my heart for us to seek while we're looking for unity. And um, I was encouraged by the, uh, the Bible verse in uh, Matthew 7, 7 through 11. I want to read that. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks uh, receives and, and the one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be open. And I'm real good at reading out loud in a crowd. I don't know if y'all noticed. Um, <laughs> it's being recorded. It's okay. Um, it's a posterity. This is going to be how this goes. Um, so for which one of you, um, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father and who is in heaven Give good things to those who ask him. So as we seek and we have a promise from God that he will deliver yeah. that in, in, in his time and in his way, um, which is really cool. So the first one, point number one, seek those who need encouragement. Um, I, part of this preparation um, this week has been uh, going through, the, um, through Acts to uh to read about some of the the characters that are there, God put my the 
when he when he told me about encouragement, the the, word, the name Barnabas came to mind. Um, and Barnabas is his 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 name is actually Joseph or something like that. Um, different translations will call it something else, but um, his, he was known as Barnabas, even though his name was Joseph. Barnabas means the son of encouragement. Like all his, he is known for how encouraging he was. And I want to take y'all through um, in in Acts um, uh, Acts four through fifteen. Uh, there it chronicles different pieces of Barnabas' life, and he. I want to tell you about the two people that that he are mentioning this. Yeah, I'm doing great here. Yeah, calm. Oh, no, I'm fine. I'm, I am being me. This is the part where I step back and go, okay, here we go. All right. So one of the people that, that Barnabas felt led to encourage his name was Saul. Saul was a young man who was coming up in the religious leaders, and he was actually spending time persecuting the church because in his mind at the time, these new people who were following um, Jesus were a threat to the church and the church needed to be protected. And in his mind, it made sense. He needed to to get rid of this movement and, and take care of it. And he was actively pursuing this until Jesus himself met with Paul and re- just rewrote his life story, which was really cool. The problem is when you spend years of your life attacking Christians and then you try to lead them, they don't trust you. <laughs> Makes sense in his mind. That even that also made sense. So as he tried to work, he knew he needed to work with the apostles and some stuff, but they were afraid of him. But the scripture actually says the apostles were, were scared of him. And Barnabas is the person mentioned that that said, no, I want to hear this man's story. And he spent time talking to him and heard his story and it was amazing like that that Jesus came to him outside you know like we don't have anyone else where after Jesus ascended he actually appeared and said hey by the way what you're doing is wrong I need you to do the right and Barnabas was like this is amazing why aren't we supporting this guy and he basically just poured into him some really cool things came from this eventually Paul and uh, Saul changed his name. We started going by Paul. Everyone in this story has one name, but it goes by another one. It's it's just fun. Um, the cool thing with it, it's also a story of how God will impact your life and give you a new name. Like your old name is still there. That's still part of you, but you'll be known by your new name. So I, I think that's cool. I, I, I will, you know, chase those rabbits on occasion. I'm sorry. So... <clears throat> So he wasn't trusted until um, until uh, Barnabas came up and, and did that. They were they joined together as missionaries, and they went all over the place. And at one point, they ended up um, bringing back one of their uh, uh, was a, a young man named John who went by the name Mark. We don't know what Mark actually means, but that's that was it was gone. Whenever he's mentioned, it's John named also called Mark. And they he went out on one of their trips. And years later, um, we find out in Acts, I'm going to read Acts 15, uh, 36, 41. I will attempt again. Um, And some days after this, Paul said to Barnabas, let's return and visit all the brothers in the cities where we have proclaimed the word and see how they are. Like they've been all over the place. Let's go back and check, which is a really cool idea. And Barnabas wanted to take John, now called Mark. But Paul thought it was not the best to take the one who had withdrawn from them and Pamphalafalafalafa. We're going to call that Pamlima. And uh, 
he had not gone. He basically had left and did not go and didn't didn't go with him to the work. Now, when we had last talked to them, Mark was with him. This is the first part in Scripture where we realized that didn't go well. And so Paul wasn't like, hey, this guy is a man is an evil man. He's just like he left us before he may do this again. And so Barnabas, his heart is to encourage those who need the encouragement. And so he had poured into Paul for years. And he realized, okay, more important than continuing to pour into you, I need to pour into this man. And so because he had that drive to be encouraging, Paul didn't need the encouragement. What happened was at, at the end of this, they ended up where the, the encouragement of Barnabas um, brought, uh, brought trust to Paul and a second chance to Mark. And their disagreement divided their team, but it multiplied their ministry. And so as they're seeking unity, like, so where does this fit in with seeking unity? Sometimes there is a separation first that then can come back later. Does that make sense? So later on, we don't, we don't, this is, this is where we end in Acts. This is where they stop talking about um, Barnabas. He's not mentioned again in Acts. But later as Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament letters, um, he mentions that, like, you know, in, in one of his letters, by the way, make sure you greet Mark because I know he's doing a great job. Like there, there was reconciliation. It wasn't that he didn't think he had potential. It was that he didn't think he belonged on his mission. And that was true. He didn't. This was God separating the two of them. This is my interpretation. I think this is this is makes sense to me that God was separating these two guys that were like the dream team. They had done so much good together, but they needed to go their separate ways. So Paul ended up going with Silas and uh, Barnabas took uh, Mark with him. And so that was that was (laughs) seeking the encouragement. Oh, yeah. All right. So the second thing, seek opportunities to trust people that you don't trust yet. That one was kind of, okay, this is going to be uncomfortable. Because encouraging people, telling them, yeah, you know, y'all are off, that's not hard. But if you don't trust somebody, it could be for good reasons, it could be for bad. But if you seek an opportunity to trust them, it doesn't mean that, it, you know, I'm not saying take down the, 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 the walls of, that you may have up on some, but give someone an opportunity to be trusted is, is, is more where that's going. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, so Jesus was a carpenter by trade, and he sought Pharisees, you know, and he sought involvement with, with Pharisees, tax collectors, fishermen, doctors, farmers, scholars, Gentiles, prostitutes. I mean, he did not say, well, what do you do? Never mind. He sought the ability, whenever he was with a crowd, he would minister to them and invite them to get to know him better. Because he knew what he represented, who he was pointing to. And even though he, like other people were like, I can't believe he's with this person. Doesn't he know what this person does? And he would often, more times than not, that was coming from someone who was, Already oppressing someone's like you're not doing good either. He he was the most harsh on the religious people who had no compassion for those who were lost and didn't even know it. And so he, you know, he he didn't avoid people that um, that he didn't trust or hadn't hadn't. Yeah, again, mind going too fast again. (laughs) Um, so the one to many can be hard. So it, it, another way to invite opportunities for trust 
is to be a part of a group and has a group openly welcome people that are different than you. Because it is a good thing to belong to a group that's not like you. I'm going to say that one more time because it, it was something that, that came early in this, and I've been kind of going through it. I don't want it to get lost. It is good to belong to a group that is not like you. When you walk into a group, into some place, there's this natural feeling of, oh, like if I walk into a room and I go, wow, everyone in here is like over 60. I like it. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm just comfortable with that. But some people be like, I don't belong here. Everyone else is too old. Or I walk in and everybody's like 12. Okay. Well, I can get along with that. I'm okay. But, but it'll freak out some folks. If everyone's like, you know, an, an infant and I'm the only one there, I'm going to freak out a little bit on that one. I'm going to ask for help. But like, you know, and there, there are other things that tend to divide us. You look and go, I'm not like this person. I can't be like this person. And that can be a reason why you don't join a group or do something that, that you could be called to. And it's normal to want to be with people like you, but it's good to be with people who aren't because that will challenge you. It'll give you an opportunity to grow beyond what you already know right now. And I think that's something as a culture we just need to start acting towards. That just seems important to me. All right. So if you want to try it, let's see where I'm jumping around here. Ah, the last part. Well, we are all uh, part of the body of Christ, but we don't need to, to meet according to our body parts. So. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to give some time to process that. <laughs> All right. So the third thing I wanted to, to encourage you to seek is seek to fill in the blank a multiple choice question. Now, that seems like I'm just you know dancing outside the rules here a bit, but I, I have a point with it, I promise. Um, so whenever you take a standardized test, they annoy me. They, they really just, I can't, I can't stand them. I don't feel like the wording is right. And so in order, instead of correcting the wording so it is right for me, they say, they use a statement that says, um, you must choose the most correct answer. Rather than like, you know, because if you come back and like, none of these are right because none of this, because this, that, or whatever, there was a mistake made in actually writing the question. They want you to just go with which is the closest. And one that stuck out to me, like as an example question was, Virginia is a city. County, country, or state? What's the easy answer there? It's a state. But it's not. It's a commonwealth. What's a commonwealth instead of a state? It's the same thing. Who cares? But we call it a commonwealth. And there are four other states that call themselves commonwealths as well. And that's, you know, just what that is. But it's not a state. It's a, it's a commonwealth. And so if you were looking through here, you could say it's none of these and just leave the answer blank. Okay, well... Yes, I get that, but, you know, so this is the type of thing that annoys me. Now you know a little bit more about me, so there we are. Um, the ministry of Jesus was a pretty big target, and he was constantly under attack. I promise this is going to relate. Just give me a second. And uh, in Mark twelve thirteen through 17, um, they sent to him some of the Pharisees um, and the Herodians to trap him in a talk, in his talk. And they came to him and said, okay. First of all, I just want to, you know, they were coming to trap him. So let's see what, how they, the words they use as part of their trap. Teacher, we know that you are true and that you do not care about anyone's opinion. 
For you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Doesn't that sound like, oh, we like you already. You know, and so if Jesus was naive, he'd be like, wow, these guys just love me. Followed immediately by this question. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? Okay, so the flattery is gone. Now here comes this question. So the back end of this. If he were to say that it's lawful to pay taxes to Rome, he'd lose favor with some of the people. Not that he was trying to do this, but the people who asked the question wanted him to lose favor with people. Wanted to put up a barrier between him by his just answering a question. A or B. Is it this or that? Only A or B, Jesus. Tell us what you want. If he said it was not lawful, then he can turn, they could turn him into the uh, Romans. And the Romans could come take him away. And then he would lose influence over the people. If he refused to answer because Jesus is smart. And he would see that answering any one of these other two would have an adverse effects. If he refused to answer, they could press the question and make him look incompetent, like he's not willing to take a stand on something. To them, the question had no answer except for the absolute destruction. They were so proud of themselves. You could see how, you know, when they started off, this is going to be awesome. And so Jesus looked at them and uh, he said, let me see, give me a second. <laughs> it's down here somewhere, I promise. Okay, but knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why put me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. So they brought him one. And he said to them, whose likeness and inscription is this? He knows the answer. He just wants them to say it. He said, it's Caesar's. Jesus said to them, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar and to God the things that are God. And they marveled at him because he answered with a a, uh, he filled in the blank of their multiple choice. So you're given must choose A, must choose B. But both are bad. You can't back either of them. Then seek an alternative. Ask God to say, how can I do something that's different than this? A lot of ways this can be applied, and I don't want to overdo anything with this. I'm just going to stop on that aspect. But, you know, seek a good choice. Ask God to give you an option that is not something you have to compromise on, if possible. Anyway, it's all my heart. All right, so the fourth one that I have is seek God's peace. Um, be slow to anger and give yourself the chance to discern the difference between an accidental offense and an intended offense. If someone cuts you off in traffic, you can easily, you do not have their side of the story. You can easily assume this person has sought me from childhood and finally caught up, and this is it. And so you can assume this. You can also assume that that person has someone yelling in the back seat, you know, spilling things, throwing Cheetos, whatever. And that's the, the exit. And if they don't go to this one, it's seven miles to the next one. I'm so sorry, but I have to go here. There happens to be space. I hope I don't ruin your day. You could assume either of those. One of them will bring you life. The other will mess up your day as you boil about how this person was, you know, whatever. That's a small example, but you've also got the ability to look at what does somebody, you know, there are things that make us mad. There are ways that we don't agree with each other. When we're with people that are different from us, it makes it a challenge for us. We need to be able to do more things and say, like, be able to say, 
even though this is a challenge, it is something that I'm willing to work through. And you seek common ground, you know? Um, their actions may have been careless, which can also lead you to do, you know, think poorly um, of them. But you don't know it all. Lean on God. God's peace will help you forgive. It will ease your mind. And it will rest your heart. Remember, you can only control your own actions. But you can influence the actions of someone who trusts you. So when we seek an opportunity to trust people and we encourage them, we seek opportunities to fill in the blank when you're given just two options. You know, it, look for, you know, find, find God's answer, not the one that you're presented with yeah. is really the, probably the better way to do that. And I may adjust that for the next service. Who knows? But just being able to you know, seeking God's wisdom to not be able to just take this answer versus that answer and do the right thing, but ultimately seek his peace. Because that's the way that, that we're going to move forward in seeking, get, gaining that unity that we seek. It's in, it's in his best, in, our best interest and his desire for all of us. So um, I'm going to close this up in prayer and uh, we're just going to, that's going to be it. God, we thank you for an opportunity and uh, just an influence to do what we, we need to do. God, I just pray your blessings on us as we leave today, that the nuggets that, that we gather, the, the things that, that spoke to our hearts as, uh, as the words were spoken today. God, we just thank you that you it's your will for us to be with each other, to, to be together in fellowship and unity. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, just go to victorychristian.church. Have a great day.